Live with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. <gasps> Am I walking around, Mark? Co starring Ernie Palooza. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to Top Five with Joey Casada. As always, my guest host. Hello, I'm Michael Anthony. <laughs> you are not Michael Anthony. You're Ernie Palooza. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I look better very, than... We have a very special guest this week. We had. Our good friend, Diamond David Lee Roth, all ready to, to do the show with us this week. But unfortunately, Dave's schedule is crazy right now with COVID. So we had to settle on Billy Z from Brooklyn. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Honored to be on the show. Um, Joey Casada and that other guy, um, whoever he is. <laughs> so today's topic is going to be a fun one. We, we had to have Billy on for this one. This is going to be... The top five Van Halen deep cuts. Now, I'm not sure what that means exactly now. You know, we, we all have our, our definition of what a deep cut is and a rare track. And I kind of just went with, okay, these are Van Halen songs that might not be on your list, you know, every day while you're driving or your playlist or your workout list. These are some of my Van Halen songs that I love that people, I think, forget about. How did you guys kind of uh, go about your list? I pretty much, I'll start, Aaron, if you don't mind, I pretty much went with songs that I like that I know most people don't listen to or who are not Van Halen fans wouldn't, wouldn't hear normally. Um, you know, I got every song on my, on my iPod and, or iPhone, I should say. And, um, you know, whatever comes up, I listen to it. And there's a few that I will listen to, like I said, that a lot of people really aren't, uh, wouldn't be into if they're looking for top Van Halen songs. What about you, Aaron? I did pretty much a similar thing where I wrote down all the my favorite Van Halen songs that were not singles. And then I just kept crossing off the ones I like less than the others. <laughs> so I was left with six. I like, gotta tell you, like I always do. I even tried to find out like I don't even know what songs from Van Halen were singles. That was the that was the hardest part for me because I'm such a big Van Halen fan. I know the catalog back backwards and forward. All of the song, none of the songs are deep tracks for me. So it was hard to dif differentiate the difference between the deep tracks and the popular songs. I don't even know what what are the Van Halen popular songs. Obviously, we know, you know, Hot for Teacher and Running with the Devil and stuff like that. But I don't even know exactly what that means. What are the popular Van Halen songs? Billy, I mean, obviously, the reason why we have Billy on today, Billy is a giant Van Halen freak fan. Um, he, he used to make me Van Halen mix CDs, you know, back in our love days. This is one of them right here, I think, right, Bill? Yeah, yeah, that's mine. That's my Bill, logo there. That's Bill's logo. What, what does it say on the bottom there? Uh, BZ B Records. Oh, BZ Records, back from 2005. This, wow. is, a this is a great mix. It's a good mix. Wow. Billy was, was a member of, of mine and Ernie's uh, Hampton House for many years. Bill handled the, uh, the finances of the house. I handled the drinking. I'm not sure what Ernie handled. Er, Bill, what, do you th what did Ernie handle in the house? Ernie handled uh, crisis. You know, he was always <laughs> there when everything went wrong. 
Um, you know, when the garbage men didn't pick up, Ernie jumped into action. <laughs> when there was a raccoon in the backyard, Ernie was the first one out there. And because I'm always... so even-tempered, I'm, that's perfect job for me. Oh, I get I get a good shot of us picking out the garbage in the backyard. I'm going to post right now when we when we edit this episode with the white gloves. Oh wow, <laughs> that was a fun day. But again, all summer long we were out in the Hamptons. We would always have Van Halen pumping in the backyard. You know, the girls would be miserable. They wanted all the dance music, but we had Van Halen pumping all the time, thanks to Billy's masterful mixes, which were always way better. You know, we had this other friend of our, our friend called Carmine, and his mixes were always garbage. They always were like 90s grunge, and he always tried to be smarter than he was, where Billy just went for the fun music. That's right. You know, you want to have a good time and laugh, not be so serious. You know, Carmine's really into Pearl Jam, which uh, I don't think they have one fun song. You know, honestly, I mean, they're a great band. But they don't have any, you know, fun, let's go out party songs, you know? Carmine was always into, and he would always pick these rare 90s bands and go, oh, have you heard the new f- song? It's, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big one. You'll love this. And, and then it would start off with, you know, just, just depressing garbage. And then Billy would kick into Atomic Punk and we'd all go, <laughs> Anyway, so let's get to our list. We're going to list the top, our top five favorite van halen deep cuts okay ernie why don't you lead us off today gladly joe my number five choice drop dead legs that is a good one and um I was contemplating that one myself, um, but I had some other ones that I that beat it out. Nineteen eighty four, right? Nineteen eighty four. Actually, uh, nineteen eighty four is one of the first albums I ever got into, thanks to Billy. Yeah, the- I was looking back, listening to all this stuff, trying to decide. I actually hear some ACDC in this song. It's sort of like the riff of Back in Black, but backwards. Hello, Australia. <laughs> Ernie, yeah, we looked at our, just so everyone knows what Ernie's talking about, we checked out our top five uh, numbers today, and we're, we're, we're doing great. We got a lot, a lot of downloads across the, the world, but for some reason, we got a lot of hits in Australia, so I think Ernie Palooza is a big hit down under. We got we to gotta visit there one day, and you'll be like, like the Beatles arriving to America for the first time. Did you say I'm a big hit down under? Let's make sure I heard that right. Okay. <laughs> I heard that correctly? Okay. <laughs> but, you know, Drop Dead's Legs is a, is a good pick. 1984 is weird for me. Obviously, you have the big songs. You know, Hot for Teacher is probably my favorite Van Halen song ever. But I don't know the other, like, the, the non-hits on that album. One day, I'll really like, you know, I'll like Drop Dead Legs and I'll wait and all that stuff. And then the next day, they're, to me, they're unlistenable. So those that album is... is, is is iffy for me. It's actually not one of my favorite Van Halen albums. All right, Bill, your turn. Let's do it. Number five. All right. Now I'm trying to touch on all the different singers that they had. So this comes from Gary Sharon. um, And um, it's a song called Year to the Day.
it's a long song. It's about an eight minute song, but it's got um, a bluesy riff to it in the middle with Eddie playing. Um, and Sharon carries, you know, he could sing. I, I felt he got a bad rap. You know, they tried to maybe be too much like Sammy Hagar with singing and not sticking to how he sang with the extreme. And, um, you know, if it would have brought him back for another album, I thought he would have been all right. But I really like the song. It's just it's very long. It, it changes tempos throughout the song. And the guitar work in the middle and the solo was just really bluesy and heavy. Yeah, I don't, Van Halen 3 with, with Sharon, I really don't know the record. I mean, I heard it once when it came out. You know, much like all the other fans, it just didn't do much for me. So I kind of, I, I don't know if I've ever revisited it. You know, every once in a while I hear a, a track come on on my shuffle playlist or something. But I, I don't think I ever really revisited it. What about you, Ern? I never listened to it. I never will. <laughs> I, I I knew, I figured one of you guys were going to go with a Sharon track. I don't know any of them enough to put it on my list. That's for sure. Well, now you got to listen to it. All right. So I'm my number five. I'm going to go with, I'm a big Sammy Hagar Van Halen fan. So I, I love all the, the Sammy stuff, especially the, the early stuff. I'm going to go one off of uh, OU812 and it's the lead off track, Mine All Mine. a great track so much fun i know it get that whole record kind of gets crapped on a lot over the years but i think it's a not only a great record but a great lead-off track that really gets forgotten did they bill maybe you know this i saw hagar play a couple times live but have you ever seen them play mine all mine live yeah i believe ernie i think we went to monsters of rock they played it um they played that song during oh, that concert i was at a giant stadium right in new jersey yeah 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 giant i was at that stadium. That did was, they play uh, that? I believe they did. I'm Ernie. You could probably check it. You probably know all knowing. Um, <laughs> I don't have that type of memory. <laughs> you know, you don't have the track list. You don't have the set list for you know 1988's Monsters of Rock. Oh boy, no, I don't. Before Google, um, Bill, he would have tried to tell us the exact set list right now. You know that. And I'm a, I'm also a little disappointed. I thought Ernie would be more prepared. Um, but you know, what are we gonna do? He's not like he's not the encyclopedia that we knew growing yes, up, Bill. That's true. I learned a lot on this show. Uh, you know, I mean, Ernie. I was telling um, a few people that you know they were saying Ernie's very knowledgeable, and it's like he does know some stuff. Probably reading that 500 greatest hits while he was taking a crap on the toilet bowl, he memorized <laughs> it. But some of the stuff he just makes up, and people really aren't able to question him because they don't don't know themselves. And he pretty convincing. You know, he once had a guy convinced that he was a big ranger fan until he told the guy the rangers hadn't did this since august of 86 which everybody knows they don't play hockey in august <laughs> <laughs> now bill you got to be careful because you if you insult ernie so a little backstory ernie and billy grew up on the same block in brooklyn madison place in you know in marine park and you know there were times where you know ernie would insult uh, billy would insult ernie and Ernie would throw on his leather jacket and go pound on Billy's door looking for a fight. Am I, am I wrong, Bill? No, that is, that's a true story. Um, 
you know, we were getting ready to go away on a trip and Ernie wasn't going to go. And I called him out on it. And next thing I know, he heard knock on knock on the door. And there he was. He was with his leather jacket. He was all puffed up. And I told him that if I came out there, he would regret me coming out of the door and uh, straighten things out. And we all went away to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> on Carmine's bachelor party, who that's we mentioned right. earlier. With <laughs> All right. So that's my number five. Uh, Ernie, you're number four. Oh, my number four choice. I, Billy, I think you love this one, if I remember correctly. I'm the one. We came in, I had a change. You leaving here, we aggravate you. Don't you know it means the same to me? Honey, I'm the one, the one you love. Come on, baby, show your love. I give it to me. Uh, I'm the one is probably one of my favorite Van Halen songs that I wouldn't add to this list just because it's just got everything in it. Um, you know, a really great riff and some vocals and it's really fun song. See, as I said, I, I remember that much. Yeah. I it's mean, on, on my list of favorite albums ever. I noticed Van Halen one is the only party album on my list. Meaning what, why, uh, you don't have like fun albums on your list. Um, my favorite albums of all time is all Sabbath and, you know, not it's uh, more depressing stuff. It's more being by yourself, <laughs> wallowing. That's, in why? That's not oh, you. <laughs> oh, and I was thinking of Van Halen one. Tell me what you think about this. Uh, the Big Bang moment for hair metal. Oh, 100 percent. I'm I'm an absolute believer. And, a, and I preach this many a times that Van Halen started 80s you know rock if you want to call it hair metal you want to call it 80s glam rock you want to call it 80s fun party rock whatever you want to call it van halen one started that 100 percent. what do you think bill yeah without a doubt i mean there's a lot of music that was dark and serious and and then they came out with this album was like hey let's get out there have a good time and you know the the all their albums mostly are are like that i don't think they really have a depressing Right. song you know in their catalog um maybe some later albums but no. but not only that too van halen it wasn't just like a bubblegum you know fun party rock band they were all obviously amazing musicians so they were well respected on that front and then they were also these crazy partiers you know girls wanted david lee roth and all this other stuff so they covered all the, you know the spectrum all over the all, the whole way so Van Halen started not only started all that, but I think did it the best too. Yeah, I like I like the guitar playing. <laughs> he wow. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't too shabby. <laughs> Great pick I, again. I I don't know if I Van Halen one is so iconic. God, is there any of those songs that are technically deep cuts? I guess that's one of them, but. I mean, that album is so well known. I'm not sure. You know, I had one on my list. You know, it didn't make the top five, but it was lower on the list. I just, I would have put it in the top five, but I just figured Van Halen one is so known, I couldn't put it. All right, Bill, you're number four. All right. I'm going to go with the Sammy Hagar track off the album 5150, the song 5150. Down low. What that means. 
um, there's there's a they put out a um, a video of a live concert that they did in New Haven, Connecticut, called Van Halen Live Without a Net. And there is a version of this song that's in it where Eddie just goes off in the middle of the song. And it's just, to me, it's one of his best solos I've ever seen. Um, and the song itself to me is a lot of fun and, you know, you could sing along to it. It's got great guitar riffs to it. And, you know, it's um, something Sammy sung. So it was one of the first songs on that album that I really liked. I mean, I thought that first album that he put out was, was good also, but um, that was one song that stuck in my head. And it really, I don't think was that popular. I don't think it really got radio play or anything like that, but I, I, I like it on my list. Yeah, I, I, that almost made my list. That's if that's one of my favorite Van Halen records, if not my favorite. I know that might be blasphemy, but uh, w- you know when uh, in, when I was introduced to Van Halen, it was it was 1984. It was all the videos. It was Hot for Teacher. It was Jump. It was Panama. You know, I was only 10 years old then. So by the time that was finishing, all the, you know the hype from the 1984 record. You know, I was like 11, 12-ish when 5150 came out. And that was really my, my peak years of not only loving music, but starting to become my own musician, joining bands, all that stuff. So even though Van Halen, of course, was so popular with David Lee Roth, the Sammy Hagar years is what I grew up with in real time. Much like everyone knows that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Kiss fan. I grew up with 80s Kiss. Of course, I know 70s Kiss, but... And I went to see Kiss when I was five years old in the 70s, but I didn't grow up on 70s Kiss. So 80s Kiss was kind of my kiss, much like Sammy Hagar Van Halen is is my Van Halen. So I absolutely love, love 5150. And I I agree, Live Without a Net, that that concert video was, was, you know, one of my go-tos every day after school, I would watch it. Yeah, I think on one of your podcasts that you were on previously and someone had asked, you know, you guys were picking songs between top five Hagar, top five Van Halen. I think you summed it up when you said, to me, they're two different bands. You know, they would interchange some parts, but you really couldn't compare the two. They were two different bands. They had a different style with Hagar as opposed to David Lee Roth. I mean, some people might like one over the other, but they're definitely two different types of bands. I mean, especially when you change the singer. I mean, ACDC was one of the only bands that did it seamlessly as far as style, meaning, you know, Back in Black is very much like um, Highway to Hell. It's, you know, stylistic-wise. Of course, the vocals change, but they're still ACDC. Whereas Van Halen really became a different band. They were totally different in, in the Hagar years as they were in the, in the Roth years. So I really feel like they were a different band musician-wise, songwriting wise and obviously vocally so i really think of them as two different bands but of course obviously they're they're still van halen all right so my number four one of my favorite tracks drum tracks to play ever i always play this song whenever whenever i want to jam and stuff i always go to this song sinner swing What a great, great, crazy musician song, drum song, great swing to the song, 
great feel. David Lee Roth is out of his mind in this song. It just, it, it sums up Van Halen perfectly. It's just a crazy, fun song that really, I mean, obviously Van Halen nerds talk about it a lot, but you never hear that song as often as you should. You guys like that one? I, I, I'm a big fan of that song. Ernie, you got it. I would be giving away my next choice if I answer that question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I love when I steal Ernie's picks. I love it. <laughs> All right, Ern. I guess uh, the anticlimactic number three. My number three choice, surprisingly, is Sinner's Swing. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> what do you like about that, Ern? Joe, do you like this one? Let me guess. You like jamming on the drums to that one, Ern? You want to know, um, first of all, nobody listens to Van Halen for the lyrics, in my opinion. However, this song has their most disturbing lyric, which, once again, I, I like the weird stuff. And it's a real <laughs> weird thing where he says, um, she looks so effing good, so sexy and so frail. <laughs> and I don't know. There's something disturbing about that to me. <laughs> I think you would notice that. Oh, God. I've heard Ernie sing that that uh, that lyric in the middle of the night in the Hamptons, Ernie, uh, Bill, screaming from his bedroom. <laughs> no, I was um, talking before that there's a song that I couldn't figure out if it counts as a deep cut because I think it was a single, and it is a song from Fair Warning. That um, it was Coming Mean up? Street. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't, I, um, I don't, I don't consider Mean Street a deep cut. But again, I don't. I'm a bad person to ask what a deep cut is because obviously, I think the mainstream person doesn't know Mean Street, but Van Halen fans do, of course. I had a tough time. I had to leave it off the list. I decided eventually it's not a deep cut, but I really wanted to put it somewhere on this list. I got a fun uh, Mean Street story. So, I was in uh, Jim Brewer's band for a while, and we were doing shows out in Long Island. And we would, all do, we would always do this, either this whacked out crazy version of older songs or ACDC, or we did like a heavy metal Gilligan's Island one night. And one night, he, you know, he had the idea of, let me, let's do Mean Streets. And in between like the, uh, the choruses, I'm going to tell this crazy story about how I grew up on the Mean Streets of, uh, I, I think he grew up in New Jersey, but I'm not sure. But he told this story and, you know, we rehearsed it once or twice, but we, we barely rehearsed with him. It was all improv. And all we knew was we were going to play the chorus. And then during the verses, we would get really low while he told this story. Now, drummers who know Mean Street, it's like this, this 16th note pattern. It's, it's like a weird pattern. And, you know, I, we had to get really quiet while, he, while we did the, the verses so he could tell this story. He didn't tell us that the story was going to be about 30 minutes. So we're literally vamping this song as quietly as I can for 10 minutes at a time. And then when he would end that bit of the story, we were supposed to kick into the chorus. My hands were cramping up like, like gargoyles. And I, was, I would have to try to get back to the chorus and then go back down for the verses so he could tell the rest of his story. It was just crazy. One of the hardest things I have ever had to do, a 30-minute version of Mean Streets with Jim Brewer. <laughs> Yeah. 
with 16th notes? Oh, well, oh. Uh, Michael knows a lot about that now. I've been teaching him that. Yeah, That's I got Ernie's no idea son. what that means. <laughs> All right, what are we up to? Um, Ernie just did sing a sin swing after copying my pick. What you were, we're up to your number three, Bill. Um, wait, wait, you're, yeah, Billy's number three. Yeah, number three. I'm glad we can all count. Um, number three, <laughs> um, Romeo Delight from Ooh. Women Who Come First. just love the way that starts off and you know the whole song is high tempo and it's just a lot of a lot of angriness a little bit you know with the with the beat and stuff like that it, it um it, it was almost on my list it was going to be my honorable mention i'm going to switch it now just because you mentioned it already i like to mix it up like that but that one has one of my favorite van halen lyrics of all time I'm taking whiskey to the party tonight yeah. and I'm looking for somebody to squeeze. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we, we I used to scream that on the way out when we used to go drinking and stuff like that. What a great, great lyric, fun song. Again, it just pure Van Halen, you know, Roth Van Halen is just absolute fun at all times. Right. And anything that involves drinking, obviously we're all, we're all, you know, positive and love that especially our good friend Tommy, which I have to give a shout out because he mentioned me in the last podcast. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Tommy took a lot of things to the party. Tommy didn't care what he took as long as he, as long as he was, he took something with him and he, fin and he finished it on the way. <laughs> there was nothing great, left for the party. <laughs> great, great pick. So I'm going to go right along the same line as that. I mean, it, the, all these songs to me are interchangeable. Sinner swing, Romeo Delight, and I'm going to go my number three pick, Bottoms Up. From Van Halen too, again right along the same lines. So much fun. The, the, there's a a breakdown chorus where they kind of like break it down and they start going, "Who ma 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 baby," and they just start. David Lee Roth, you can hear him in the take. He's laughing and he's kind of improvising. It just sounds like they're having so much fun in the studio recording. And trust me, I've recorded so many things that's hard to capture. Because when you're in the recording studio, you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to do things the right way. You know, the producer's making sure everything you're doing is perfect. These guys sound like they have a bottle in their hand and they're just singing backup vocals. And David Lee Roth is goofing around. And they kept the take. That's what's fun about Van Halen. You can hear how much of a good time they're having, even while they're recording the songs. And let's not forget the double entendre of the title. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Ernie's always pointing out the obvious and craziness. <laughs> Ernie, oh, Ernie's deep. He looks into the lyric rather than at the lyric. Hence, deep cuts. <laughs> All right. So we're moving on to our number two deep cut. Ernie, 
My number two choice in a simple rhyme. Another good one. You think you got the interest? Come on and take the time. Cause you know I want to be yours in a simple rhyme. One of their best. A missed opportunity for a single, in my personal judgment. Don't know what they were thinking. Interesting song all the way through. Uh, one of my absolute favorites by them. I agree with Jaron. That could have been a single for sure. I mean, it's it's catchy. It's fun to sing. Not that I could sing, but, you know, with the radio on, I sound good. Really, you know, <laughs> turn it all the way up. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that, I mean, I know, I know it's a deep cut and stuff, but, I, you know, Van Halen fans know it. I always thought it was an overrated deep cut. You know, I, I remember one of their last tours when, the, you know, it came about that, oh, they're playing in a simple rhyme. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, eh, I, I don't could care less about that song. It means nothing to me. Much like I, I disagree with Ernie's picks all the time. Not a great pick, Ern. <laughs> okay, drummer. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill. You're, you're number two. All right. So this, this number two is off of Van Halen 1. And part of the reason I like it is I had a dream about it. And I'll tell you the dream that I envisioned with the song, but um, I'm on fire. You know, I just really love that song. But I had this dream one night that I woke up that we were all in a band, uh, me, you, Joey, and Ernie, and, and Tommy. And the video was we were in a fire truck. And it was one of the fire trucks with a steering wheel in the back. So you were in the back, Joe, with the drum riser and the drum set. And me and Ernie were on these platforms to the side. And Snyder was driving the truck screaming, fire! On fire! <laughs> and that was the video we were going to a fire to put out the fire and we got to the video we just all got off with beer and alcohol and ran into the fire it was a big party um <laughs> that was no dream <laughs> i think that might have really happened bill one night in the hamptons there's, a, there's it, a chance that that happened it's possible and i've had the dream more than once so i was always hoping um you know maybe one day we can film that <laughs> <laughs> listen this during COVID, if we have time i say we just do it we get together we light, we light, maybe we go to Carmine's house, we light it on fire, and we just yeah. do, we film it. We just get a fire truck, we'll roll into Carmine's, drink all his beer, and uh, <laughs> head on home. All right, Bill, that was your number two, right? Yep. Great visual of, of the uh, of the video. I, Billy, you know, not, not to go off subject here, but Billy did write a very Van Halen-esque song back in the day. What was the name of that song, Bill? Um, She's Got Bombs, um, but oh. no one wanted to record it. Um, for some reason. Well, I still have the lyrics. I have, you know, the basic structure of it. Anyone out there who who would like to do a little quick version of, of She's Got Bombs, I'll send you the lyrics and, and kind of the breakdown of what we want. I'd love for someone to come up with it. Well, maybe we'll have it as our new theme song. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I did have, um, the only thing I contribute to it um, from a musical standpoint was I was going to have cannons in it, actual cannons firing off during the chorus. Like, oh, give me, um, give me a little example. What would it be? You know, it's like she's got bombs, boom. You know, like there'd be a cannon go off like that. You know, but um, 
it never you know this would this was in the genre of the 80s you know on tv and um no one no one wanted to record it so um that was it well any of our australian fans out there ernie's australian fans if, if they're listening if you guys want to record that for us um and maybe even film a video for us we'll kind of we'll, we'll uh we'd love to see it i i, I, I think the australians probably like ernie because he's fuzzy like a koala you know <laughs> he does look a little koala like you know, so I think maybe that's where he's getting it. They're getting all the hits from. Could be. All right, here we go. So my number two pick, I'm going to pick one off of, to me, easily the most underrated Van Halen album. It gets crapped on all the time, and it almost looks like Billy's background, and that's Diver Down. I, I, know, I know it has cover songs on it, blah, blah, blah. But the, the original songs, and the cover songs are great on it too, but the production on the album is great. It sounds sonically so good. It's really, you know, the beginning, more of that party, that, that start of that 1984 sound a little bit. And it has so many great songs. My favorite on that record is Little Guitars. What a great track. Such never hear about this song ever. No one ever talks about it. And I remember growing up, always singing the chorus as a kid. And I almost didn't even remember. I actually didn't remember the real lyrics today as I was coming up with this. I remembered what I used to sing as a kid, which was at your sketch, at your sketch. You know, you know the part I mean, right? The chorus. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's, I only this, found out what that was and john the greek actually had the lyrics one day and he and i was along the same line i thought it was at your sketch as well <laughs> did you really no way yeah yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> i thought i was the only one did every uh, did you think it was at your sketch i don't want to comment because it's going to ruin one of my number one choices. oh here we go he's stealing my picks again bill and honestly that is my all-time favorite van halen song Really? Uh, yeah, Little Guitars is my favorite Van Halen song of all time. I mean, guys, well, I mean, saying that. <laughs> but do you understand that that's why I'm the host? You, you, you get it? <laughs> I could, I look into right. the future, I see your picks, and I grab them. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I used to sing that all the time at your sketch. It's actually what catch as can, catch as can, right? No, I think it's catcher's catch. You sure? Catch as catch? I think that's what it is. What is it? Catch as catch? No, catch, catch. as can. <laughs> what is it? Catcher, catch as catch. catch. But I still sing etch a sketch. By I don't way. think yeah, you're right, but what do you think it is, Billy? I catcher's catch. I don't now, think so. Now I, I gotta look it up. I think it's catch as can, catch as can. I There's no so, can. There's no I'm can. Tell, I'm it's telling you. Kick look the it up. Can. There's no can. It's catch <laughs> as catch. I don't think so. Did I but I'm still singing etch a sketch. So I don't care if it's catches, catch, catches, can, catch your ass, whatever it is. I'm singing <laughs> etch your sketch, etch your sketch. I don't give a shit. I go with etch your sketch myself, and maybe we can get the <laughs> lyrics changed. You want to know what other lyric I get wrong in this song? Did you know it says senior reader? It doesn't say margarita. <laughs> 
Yes, I did know it said senorita. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so Little Guitars is my number two. Now let's get to the very anticlimactic. Ernie Palooza, number one. Number one. Oh, 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 yes, yes, I'm sorry. Before we get to number one, let's get to our honorable mentions. We're going we're gonna to do one honorable mention before we reveal our top pick for Van Halen, Deep Cuts. Ernie, honorable mention. My honorable mention was Little Dreamer. No one talks about the times you cry. From the first album. I know I already said it's a perfect album, but this, which was a weird song, weird for them. I, I think it deserves to be more well-known than what it is. Um, and people in Australia will be rushing to listen to it as we speak. <laughs> what, what do you think your fan base in Australia is going to be called, Ern? The er oh, Ernamites? Ernamites? <laughs> Ernamite sandwich? <laughs> Ernaroos. <laughs> Yeah, I, listen, Little Dreamer, great pick. I just, again, all, anything off that first record, it, it, they're just so, to me, it's uh, it, it's probably the best Van Halen record. Um, but it's it, it's just so popular, that first record. I don't know if any of them are considered deep tracks, but I get it. All right, Bill, what do you think? Honorable mention. Honorable mention. I'm going to cheat and go with three. Um, Light Up oh. the Sky. Light Up the Sky. Um, Atomic Punk. And I like... Um, House of Pain from um, from 1984. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely cheating, Bill. But we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you. You're a guest, so we'll we'll yeah, let you. Yeah. Odds are I won't be back. So if you hold this against me, it's all right. Well, Night of the Sky is a weird is a weird song for them, in my opinion. The, where the chorus is doesn't come to the very end, like like don't stop believing by Journey. It's kind of like the same weird thing. It's a weird song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just actually listening to it the other day. I mean, big fan of YouTube, and you know, you just a lot of since <laughs> Ed, since Eddie's Eddie has passed away, there's been so many video clips of old concerts and people just posting things. And every once in a while, you just stumble on like a good quality video um, that's old, you know, um, from the original lineup. I mean, you could just imagine, you know, 1978 Madison Square Garden, them coming out and, you know, David Lee Roth jumping off the drum riser and just getting it going, how crazy the crowd was. Do you remember, Bill, when we were little that we made believe we had a, we were in a heavy metal band and we used to do DOA all the time? Yeah, that was that was our go-to. Do you remember the name of our fake group back then? I forgot the name of it. Radiation. Radiation. That's Whoa, it. nice. That's it. None of us could play anything. Um, we were great with the wiffle ball bats and the, uh, you know, and the and, and the spoons. <laughs> that was before Carajo. Yeah. Oh, that's that's our band, Ern. It's and it's not Carajo. It's Carajo. Carajo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either of you guys see Roth on the original run before the reunion with Van Halen? I did not. I just remember um, 
when I started to like them, Dive It Down was the first album I liked. And when I went to high school, 1984 was out. And I was too much of a sissy to go to a concert at that time. <laughs> um, you know, my friend, my friends would go, you know, they went into the city and they saw them. And, you know, I wish I wish I could have seen that 1984 concert. But um, but did I, you see the reunion tour? I did. I So I've seen Van Halen. I didn't realize I was writing this down trying to figure it out i've seen them nine times um and i saw them four times with roth um when they came back nice one time with carmine um if he's ever on ask him about that concert it's a very interesting story twice with me bill right i saw van halen twice with you thanks um, thanks right once with roth and once with hagar <laughs> right me and ernie saw them in jones beach and we saw them with the monsters of rock Jones Beach. Oh, Jones Beach. A shout out to our, our boy. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an inside story. That's that's a good story to tell one day with the uh, with the uh, with the um, sun chair, right? <laughs> I ran into him the other day, actually. Where? I was coming out of um, you know, he lives in the neighborhood. He was, I was coming going to get some food and I had uh, my shopping cart and walking in the store, I'm, you know, we're old men now, right? So we go shopping and Ricky came walking out the other way and blocked my cart so I couldn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he saw you right away or did he just block a random person's cart? No, no, he saw me right away. <laughs> Jones Beach. Jones Beach. <laughs> All right, I got it. All right, so I, I, got a, I got a funny Roth story. So obviously some of our listeners have, have seen my old show Z-Rock. So on one of the episodes in, I think it was season one, I think it was, the end of season one, we're playing in uh, Mohegan Sun Casino. And the storyline, and Dave, David Lee Roth was supposed to be on the episode with us. So the storyline is we're, we're playing uh, the casino at Mohegan Sun, and we're opening for Joan Rivers. And David Lee Roth is also at the casino. And actually, Van Halen was actually playing the Mohegan Sun the same night as we were filming. So Dave was going to be there. That's actually why we filmed the weekend we filmed. It was all predicated around Van Halen's schedule. And the end of the episode called for Joan Rivers to be, you know, we all get into, if anyone's ever seen the episode, we all get into our own shenanigans. We get thrown out of the casino for each one of the, the band members of ZO2, which is, which is right there, um, which you can get at ZO2.com. Um, Shameless plug. Each each member kind of gets into trouble at the casino, and we get thrown out of the casino, blowing our chance to open up for Joan Rivers on, on this tour. And you know, Joan is mad at us because we blew our opportunity. Where you know, it's revealed at the end that Joan is in David Lee Roth's dressing room doing the same shenanigans that we were all caught doing. And the scene called for Dave to film this fun scene, you know, with you know, kind of sexual scene with with you know, 75 year old Joan Rivers. And it was going to be, it was going to be magical. But the day of filming, Van Halen got into Mohegan really late and they had to do sound check, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Dave couldn't do the filming. So luckily they, they at least let us film like in, near David Lee Roth's dressing room. And we just have like a, a shot of, of Joan coming out of the dressing room, you know, kind of like wiping her mouth like she just did something with, uh, with David Lee Roth. The one thing I can't figure out is, the whole time I was looking for you guys, I was looking for Aunt Joan too. Now I know what you three morons were doing, but what was she up to? 
you know, luckily right after filming that episode, we all had tickets to go see Van Halen that night because they gave us the, they gave us, you know, front row tickets and backstage passes and all the stuff. But filming ran so long, we were literally at the end of our day of shooting and Van Halen was like, they must have had maybe two or three songs left in their set. And, you know, the producers called cut on the last scene and wrapped for the day. And they said, if you guys still want to go, here are the tickets, you know, run over to the arena, which was in the same building as us if we wanted to go. So obviously the guys in ZO2, we all ran as fast as we could through Mohegan Sun to jump into the front row to, to watch the end of Van Halen set. And Jay Okerson, who was on Z-Rock with us, the comedian, he just filmed the last scene of this episode in a woman's golf outfit. That's what he was supposed to, he was wearing in the scene. And he's standing there, who is also a big Van Halen fan, and he has his ticket, and he's contemplating. He goes, do I go watch Van Halen from the front row in my women's golf outfit with a skirt and all, or do I just say, screw it, I'm not going? And he, he I don't know why, but he said, screw it, he didn't come with us. So he was too embarrassed to come and see Van Halen front row with us with his uh, women's golf outfit on. You got to go with the golf outfit on. I mean, you, of course. you miss that, you know? You know Dave would have probably seen him in the front row and went right. crazy, maybe pulled him up, right? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> All right, so my honorable mention, I had a lot too, Bill. And I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to use a Billy tactic here. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with two of them. I'm going to say, again, off to me, off my biggest underrated Van Halen record, uh, Diver Down, I'm going to go with Secrets from Diver Down. And I'm going to go with Out of Love Again on uh, Van Halen 2. I think it, they're, they're just... Secrets is a great, great underrated... Another one of those underrated Diver Down songs. And Out of Love Again is just one of those... Sick musician songs, so much fun, crazy party, you know, type song. So this, I mean, we both, we all could have listed 20, 30 songs here. It's, it's so easy to go through the Van Halen catalog and kind of come up with these underrated songs. But let's, let's get back to our list and reveal. You want to know what's amazing though about Secrets? David Lee Roth actually sings. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's true. I think, and I think that's one of the things you know, obviously Van Halen was a great live band, but I think over the years, I, I'm not in love with David Lee Roth, Van Halen live. Any clips that I ever see of them, even when I've seen them a few times live, he just doesn't sing. He kind of like walks around the vocal and then scats a little bit of the vocal and he's off time on the vocal. When I go see a band, I want to hear the songs as is and Dave just doesn't sing. Uh, he He just... He's he's like lazy with that, I think. And I think, you know, there's parts of a concert where he does sing and you're like, oh, listen to this, this little stretch. And then he just goes, bozdy, bozdy, bop, you know, and does all that right. wacky stuff. And, you know, you know, he yells out, I forgot the lyrics and look at all the people here tonight, you know. He does those <laughs> and he's like the only one show. that could get away. Yes, but he's the only one that could get away with that. You know what I mean? Right. He's right. They're still revered as one of the best live bands ever where Dave never sang even though the band was always so tight dave was all over the place but it was such a good time of a and a party he got away with it oh without a doubt i mean if you 
they they put out a live album from Japan on the last you know the last tour that they were at, and you listen to that and you just want to listen for comical relief you know in between him talking he starts talking Japanese and 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 uh, just going off on different things you know so it's typical David Lee Roth which was frustrating to me sometimes when you wanted to go see them because you enjoying the song and like they're playing and he's just babbling over you know what they're trying to do or their lyrics or you know they had that was one of the things that does save them when they're live is they do have good background vocals um even when wolfgang joined the band he wasn't michael anthony with the backing but he can hold the note and that's all you really got to do i think with the background vocals you know not being in a band you know and i don't have any i can't hold the note <laughs> But you're right. That's the difference between bands like Van Halen, who when they when they play live and then the chorus comes and David Lee Roth just sticks the mic out to the mic to the crowd. Michael Anthony or even Wolfie, you know, and Eddie, too, is an underrated backing background singer. They had such big choruses and they were the ones that carried the choruses on the records, too. It's not Dave singing the choruses. It's always the Michael Anthony background vocals. And, you know, that's the difference between them and, and bands like Rat. And, you know, when Vince Neil from Molly Cruz sticks out the microphone, he doesn't sing and nobody's singing the chorus. There's just no chorus. So I think Van Halen gets away with it because of that. That was a good that was a good point out. Maybe we will have Billy back, Ern. <laughs> now, Ernie's not saying anything. I don't know. Nope. Oh, ooh. Well, I, I give a shout out to you every week, Bill. And but Ernie's in charge of the editing. and He always edits it out. That's what I heard. And, you know, I was talking to um Ernie and I asked him, you know, what's the cut? How does this work? And I said, is it what, like 99% Joey, 1% Ernie? And then Ernie, I brought uh -oh. that up to Joey, and Joey's response was, I was totally wrong. It's a uh, 100% Joey, nothing to Ernie. <laughs> Ernie so. gets all the Australian currency. That's it. Ernie, that's it. What get all it? the the koalas, <laughs> whatever whatever it is there. The Ernamites, I like that. The Ernamites down under. <laughs> All right, Aaron, here we go. Your number one pick for the Van Halen deep cut. Come on now. There was no other choice. Uh, little guitars. Would have been my number one for any list concern concerning Van Halen, deep cuts or not. R really? It's your favorite Van Halen song, period? Their greatest, yes. Their greatest Holy moment. Cow. And up there with Dance the Night Away and Jump as their greatest pop tunes. Obviously, Ernie has. Song. Obviously, Ernie has good taste. Well, I knew that for a long time. I love the songs that I love. <laughs> you love the songs that make the whole world sing, Ern. Yeah. I think my taste is better than anybody else's. Um, just the songs, my favorite songs. I love them. Oh, that's a that's a strong point. It's funny when I when I said little guitars as my number two pick again when I said earlier I don't know what can what's considered popular and what's considered not popular in the Van Halen world so much because I just know the catalog so well I would have never guessed both of you going with little guitars I'm so happy that I said it number two that's yeah, great <laughs> Bill what your number one is the same uh, uh, no it's not my number one because I didn't feel that that was like a a deep cut for whatever reason, because they do, it does get some radio play now. And then um, I did go with one of your, you know, picks that were off the list, but um, out of love again. Um, 
I like that. And it's a lot of fun, you know, great drum beats in it, even though, you know, I'm not a big fan of you, but um, there's a lot of good drum beats in it and, you know, guitar riffs and, you know, it's fun to sing. And, um, you know, I sound great when I'm in the car and torturing <laughs> my children <laughs> to uh, out of love. And, 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 and believe it or not, what's a great thing about liking this music and, and having hair nation, my, my kids are forced to listen to these songs and as much as they hate them, I do hear them singing them later on in the house, which makes me laugh. Bill, we can't just uh, heads up. We can't mention Hair Nation. They're not an official sponsor of oh. Top Five with Joey Casada, so we're not allowed to mention them. So not yet, you know, not yet exactly. If, Hair Nation, if you're out there, if you want to be a sponsor for Top Five, just send your checks to thisonline.com. <laughs> right to Australia. <laughs> No, great, great number one picks. My number one pick, again, I don't know if it's it's a it's a deep cut or not, but I, I absolutely love, like I mentioned before, the fifty one fifty record. It's you know up there, really. It really is up there with Van Halen one for me as my favorite Van Halen records. And you know, I, I there's so many songs on it that I could have gone with, but I know a lot of them were big big tracks. But this one I don't think was a single, and I'm gonna go with Best of Both Worlds. Just a great song, great um, version of it on the Live Without a Net bill that you mentioned, the the, the, uh, the DVD home video. Killer version on there. Just a great song. Again, I could have gone with any Summer Nights, I think. Was that a single? I think Best of Both Worlds was, was a bigger single than Summer oh, Nights. Oh, was it a single? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I I don't so. know if they were single. They had a music video. video. Did so Best, of, be both, no, Best actually, of Both Worlds had a video? No. See, actually, Ernie... And in going into the first album, they only released one official video other than the live video, which was which which uh, dreams, which they allowed the um, the uh, uh, forget the name of the group. But, you know, they, they let the Navy, the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels, actually, it was use that song to pro in a promotion video. Um, but they didn't put out any videos. They were trying to take the stance. I was too cool for videos for that album, you know. Bit, I do remember something like that. I uh, think I, I I stand corrected. I was thinking of Top of the World, probably. <laughs> and I think the only video that I remember seeing for Best of Both Worlds maybe is like the the Live Without It Live Without a Net version, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, that it, to me, like they had no other live videos, you know, before they became uh, that album. And when they put out that live video, it was so good. I mean, just how they changed songs around from the album and they added things in and Eddie's guitar playing and watching Eddie play next to Sammy. I mean, Sammy Hagar is a decent guitar player. You know, the, the last song that, that they're in there and they're just doing, um, you know, one way to rock, you know, one way to rock, or whatever they, they're both battling each other. You know, they were going back and forth Eddie's playing it. And then, then Sammy would play. So it was really a fun video to watch. It's on YouTube a lot. <laughs> that's for sure. Bill, on on that, I I just I think I just read this recently. Uh, the DVD opens up with uh with that song. I don't. I read that they didn't really open with that. That that was edited that way. Is that true? I don't remember. I, I think, saw that tour and I don't remember. I've 
vaguely remember that they kind of played that towards the end. Right. You know, that they did. They didn't. I think they didn't put that DVD in order. You know, like it wasn't a straight through concert film that they edited. You know, they picked. I think they filmed three nights. They picked the best videos, but then they changed the order. Like they weren't in that order unless they played another night. You know, where they but is it? Up. Isn't it crazy that the first home video they release after Roth, they they open it up with a Sammy Hagar solo song. Yeah. I mean, in, in there as well is, you know, they, they did, um, I can't drive 55 is in that right um, video as well. So they kind of grabbed some of his, some of his music, but yeah, I mean, if that is the opening and I can't really say offhand, but if that is, it is kind of funny that they would throw that in there first, but I, I don't recall the track order on the DVD. So again, that was my number one, best of both worlds. Again, I, I don't remember it being a single, but I again, I just wanted to kind of, the thing I love about this show and, and kind of discussing topics, not only getting to talk to, you know, morons like Billy and, you know, our guest a couple weeks ago, Tommy, and maybe we'll have a Carmine, you know, who we mentioned a couple of times, maybe if he pays me enough, he, he's, allowed, he's allowed to be on one of these episodes. But not only just talking to you goofy bastards all the time again, but kind of like just bringing up, stuff that people either forget about or it just creates discussion i love that 5150 record so much that you know i love any time any chance i get to bring attention to it for the van halen fans who don't necessarily know it that well like i know a lot of young kids even kids that i teach today don't know anything about hagar van halen all they hear about is you know roth van halen and the first record in 1984 they might not even know anything in between I always like to bring attention to, to stuff like this. And then I love to hear people always post and send me emails of their top five list, whatever we're talking about. And I love to hear people's opinion. Bill, I'm, I'm sure you maybe saw the episode we did a couple weeks ago on underrated hair metal bands. And, you know, both of our number one picks were enough's enough. I have a feeling, you know, that might've been your number one pick too, right? Without a doubt. I mean, they're just between our, between us as a group of friends and, people like my wife, you know, like I, I had an enough enough CD when we first started dating and put it on and then she became a big fan. So they just, they are just completely to your point, the most underrated band, a band that had terrible luck. Uh, I mean, they were supposed to be on the Jerry Maguire um, soundtrack. Um, the song is in the movie and they dropped it from the soundtrack and it's just what the, song, what song? Um, oh, I forget which one it was on. What is I it gotta go back from to Animals? It. What's what album? No, I think it was from the second album, but it 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 was supposed to be on there and it is in the movie <laughs> and they dropped it from oh. the soundtrack. You know, so there was just like, you know, just like a mess of a band that just didn't get the breaks, you know. I mean, and it's it's interesting to show how talented they are, you know, and, and most people who do listen to and like them, except for Carmine. Carmine really doesn't like them. I think he's just saying that, but Carmine does not like them. But most people who do listen to them and, you know, the point, guys, the point that you made about um, Cheap Trick and Beatles mix was was excellent. I hate to admit it, but uh, pretty dead on, you know, as far as uh, coming up with the scenario, trying to, you know, classify the music. But that's again, that's what I love bringing stuff like that. Like uh, so many people reached out to me, never heard of Enough's Enough or only knew, you know, Fly High Michelle or a new thing and kind of dove into enough's enough. And I've been giving them suggestions, you know, over the weeks and they've been telling me some bands that I never heard of. That's the discussions I love to talk about. I love to hear, like, I'm sure there's no Van Halen songs that people are going to come up with that I haven't heard before, but 
I do love to hear their choices of what they like. You know, yeah, what song it, almost made my list, which, you know, in honor of, of Billy being on is Big, it. Bag, Big Bad oh. Bill is Sweet William Now. Yeah, and that was actually played at my wedding. Um, <laughs> it was one of the tracks at my wedding. But, you know, like any, any like the, the list and the way the show works, I mean, any of these conversations, you know, we've been all been in the car and take a long ride somewhere and this subject come up. Well, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? You know, just to kill time. And, you know, it's fun. Like you said, you probably get a lot of feedback from people who have their opinions on, on what their favorites are. So it's it is definitely fun topics. A lot of our fans mention ACDC a lot for some reason. I don't know where they're from. <laughs> exactly. He's looking here and playing to his Australian crowd, Bill. You hear this? Yeah. Um, I'm going solo. I'm moving there. What's what's next? Top five minute work songs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we get Colleen to uh, buy him a one way ticket. We ship him off to Australia. <laughs> That's it. Are you allergic to Vegemite? <laughs> you ever heard of a horror movie, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Didn't no. Enough's enough is on the sound is, is in that movie. Uh, uh, one of their songs, anyway. That's why we've never heard of it. Poor enough's enough. <laughs> that's that's the luck they get. That's the soundtrack they get on. I was watching that movie years ago, and I hear uh, fingers on finger on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, I can I still can't believe that they were on the Jerry in. I they're in Jerry Maguire, but they took it off the soundtrack. Incredible. Right, and and I remember just you know they've been on. So you guys mentioned on, they were on Stern a lot, you know, and they were just talking about tough breaks that they had, and that was one of them. You know, you don't make the you're in the you're in the movie, but you don't get on the soundtrack. You know, so yeah, it's again that's what I love. Again, I love to do stuff like that. Talk about like you said, Bill, perfect conversation piece of you're in the car. Hey, what what what's your top five Van Halen songs? What's your top five you know movies? What's your top five this what? It's just an easy subject. I didn't want to be pigeonholed. You know, I'm obviously I'm a big Kiss and wrestling fan. I didn't want to always talk Kiss. Didn't want to always have to talk wrestling. There's going to be wrestling episodes. There's going to be Kiss episodes. But there's so much more, especially like pop culture, 80s stuff, stuff to reminisce on that, you know, all of us love. And like I said, I love to get you morons on. We had uh, the doctor, Tom Snyder, on a couple of weeks ago, which was, which was fun, Drunken Stories. Well, without a doubt, he is the number one uh, person to have on for that subject. I couldn't have picked anybody else in the world, um, but for him to be, you know, be the the expert on that, without a doubt. Well, that's why we wanted Big Bad Bill for the Van Halen episode. But that, guys, this is a fun topic, fun episode, great lists. I love that I stole a couple of Ernie's before he gets a chance to say them. That's always my goal every week. If I could say mine before Ernie's. And he gets that's mad. Right. I love it. That's that's what I love to do more than anything. And I'm happy I, I succeeded this week. Well, you you did. And uh, guys, thanks for having me on. It was fun. You know, I don't get to, I see Ernie all the time because he just shows up at my house. I'm invited. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's a good friend. So are you, Joe. It's been a while since we all hopefully get to hang out with each other in person. <laughs> Maybe we could all be on the same screen. <laughs> Listen, I'd love to have, you know, I, I try to, you know, we're in a text thread with Carmine and I tried to get you two to put together a new mix CD and we would judge to see who would have the best mix CD. I would love to have you and Carmine on top five best driving songs for a seat in this, on a CD mix top five driving songs. See what you two can come up with. You know, Carmine's, you know, songs will 
have us driving off a cliff. They're so depressing, probably. <laughs> I'm surprised well, you didn't I'm have in... somebody get me a doctor, Joe. You know what? It was it was on there. The only reason I didn't put it is because we, it was so um, you we used it so much in the in the in the Tommy episode. I, I figured, all right, I, I, everyone knows I like that song. It's a great song. I said, there's so many other Van Halen songs I can talk about. If I could bring attention to other ones and steal your picks at the same time, I succeeded. Yes, it's a I'm win, looking win. At, I'm looking at my uh, almost heads. Uh, what are we gonna have? Uh, could this be magic? Woman in love? Dirty movies? Hear about it later? Yeah. Push comes to shove at one time. <laughs> could this be magic? Or could this be love? Magic, you know that magic often does. And I see. Yeah, and there's a lot of tracks that you know, like on a, on a greatest hits album, they wouldn't have put in. You know, put put in. They wouldn't have put in. They wouldn't have put that song on. There know. was only one Hagar song that almost made it. It's what? 5150. It's the only one, and even that didn't make it. But that was the only one that came close for my list. What are your two favorite Van Halen albums? Van Halen 1 is one of the greatest albums by anybody, let alone Van Halen. Agreed. Um, my second favorite, I, I want to think about that for a moment. Bill? Uh, Van Halen 1, I think, has got to be every Van Halen's fan's favorite. Um, number two, I mean, to, to your point of being underrated, I do like Diver Down. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff on that, you know, to some covers, but it's got a good array of different types of music on it. You know, so I, I kind of like that. Um, Diamond Down is half of an album. <laughs> it is. How many, how, what, what is it, 10 minutes, the whole album? Nah, no, but that, you... that's the rap that it always gets. If you go listen to that record back to front, it is dynamite. Yeah, but you don't get anywhere. <laughs> it's You're not going to get far in the car. Yeah, but, you know, look at all the Beatles songs. I mean, they were all short songs, you know. I mean, yeah, But they put 14 songs on an album. Well, yeah, but I, if you really look it up, someone someone post the running time of Diver Down compared to Van Halen One, or there, you know, there's eight, nine, ten songs max on all these records. Back in the '70s and the '80s, that's all it was. Before CDs, it was eight, nine, ten songs. That's what you got. Uh, I I can't uh, think of my second favorite. It's it's I I gotta really think about it for a while. All right, why don't you come back to us? Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, Van yeah. I think two is an under. I, I believe it or not, I think as much as I love it, I think fair warning people overrate a little bit. It's a great record, but I think it's a smidge overrated. Like a lot of Van Halen nerds pick that as their favorite record. It's their it's their darkest. It's the the angriest album. Yeah, that's true. You know what? David Lee Roth actually asked Eddie Van Halen to to write a reggae song, and that's where Push Comes to Shove came from. Is, does anyone have confirmation of this or do we have no, to Google no, it? No, we have to Google that. And, you know, really? <laughs> <laughs> Regaman. <laughs> Billy, I want to know why, as a guest, you have this amazing background. And then my co-host has the, the board with the, the small little writing of Top 5 with Joey Casado on it. I, I really twice. hope that... I, I'm hoping... Twice. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that... So the episodes you filmed for, so far that I do have the best background, um, you know, I, I tried to come prepared. I even wrote things down, you know, on a on a piece of paper here. 
So hopefully, um, you know, I get some credit for the background. Your but background yeah, is fake. Ernie, Ernie, I don't know what your background is. I really don't. I don't even know where you are. It doesn't even look like your apartment. This, this is my <laughs> At least it's real. It, it looks like a men's bathroom. To be I was just going to say, I would, I would almost guarantee it's a bathroom somewhere, a, a yeah. rest stop somewhere along the road. It just, this is my classroom. Here's my yeah. graph paper. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a target. <laughs> Bill, maybe we'll have you back for um, underrated TV shows through the years. I have a feeling our number ones will all be the same. Probably. And, you know, I mean, maybe I'll come back and battle Carmine with, uh, you know, we can have our, our CD off. <laughs> give, give the challenge right now. Give it to him. Let's see if he responds. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I don't. Who knows if he's watching this, you know, but if he is, I'm coming to get you, Carmine. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for this week's episode. Please post your top five uh, deep tracks from Van Halen. We'd love to hear them. Let us know what you think of our tracks. And uh, you can send emails to top5withjoeycasada at gmail.com. All of our Australian fans, especially our Ernamites out there, send us some, uh, some fan mail. Ernie would love to hear from you. And if you guys, anyone wants to write Billy's song, what's the name of it again, Bill? Um, she's Got Bombs. Anyone want to, wants to write that for us and and kind of a, we have the lyrics. Billy has the lyrics. Please come up with some music for us and uh, record it, and we'd love to use it maybe as our theme song. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for being on, Bill. Love to have you again. All right, thank you guys. See you, boys. <laughs>